Welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. Here we share our favorite destinations, travel tips, stories from our adventures, and bring on awesome guests to share insights into their travelsome lives. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out our detailed show notes at twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes. Hey, welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Chris. And today we're going to talk about visiting Maine, but specifically visiting Maine in wintertime because it seems like it would be kind of a crazy idea because it's up in the northeast, off, right off the Atlantic Ocean, going to be windy and crazy, but it's actually kind of amazing. It's pretty beautiful. Yeah. I it's mean, especially if you want like a winter wonderland. Yeah. No, it's the perfect combo of winter wonderland and lighthouses. So, um, and we've got a couple different podcast episodes about Maine, um, and specifically winter in Maine. So be sure to check out other recordings as well to get the full scoop. But today what we're going to talk about is kind of, um, what to expect and the experience of being, okay, we live in Florida where, you know, it's February and it's 85 degrees out. Uh, yeah, so, we don't get snow. Yeah, we don't get snow. So because we, we wanted to be away from the cold weather. Exactly. So going up to Maine, where winter—I mean, the other day it was nine degrees. <laughs> Being up there in winter for us is just kind of a, a crazy concept because it's such a different world than what we have every day. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we're going to talk about um, the experience and what we expected, what it was actually like. As well as, well, I don't know, we can talk about food because I think Maine's also known for some type of crustacean. We will talk about that a little bit too. So anyways. Everybody knows I like the food. I know. So I talk about the food. I know. So let's just start with, first off, that was your first trip to Maine ever. It was my first trip. So what did you expect of the state in general? At that time of year? No, just in general. Oh. Like, were you expecting it to be as developed as it was? Were you expecting it to be all tiny little coastal everything, including Portland? What oh, no. I, so I expected to see lighthouses, which I did. And I saw several. And I expected it to be a smaller cities. What I didn't expect, it was it reminded me a lot like home back in, in Washington. It was really still green. And, uh, you know, you had some mountains. And uh, it just gave this vibe of, of being back in Washington, which is kind of cool. But I will say for that time of year, I actually expected more snow. So I was slightly disappointed, uh, you know, because the kids were really looking forward to uh, playing in the snow. There was no fresh snow while we were there, except for well, like one day. We, we had, had like that one day, and there was a nice dusting. That made it, was it, a, it was a dusting. And it made it magical because the kids then got to walk out on our deck, yep. and there was fresh snow, and that was thrilling, snow in the pajamas. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It is just, it's so much like um, the Pacific Northwest, and specifically Port Townsend, where you grew up. Yeah, or Laconer. It's a peninsula with just water all around it, and the, you know the beautiful rocky seashore. Yeah, I think that is an accurate assessment. It's very similar, and you know, it, as far as weather goes, whether it's um, summer or spring or fall, I feel like Maine's weather is very similar to Washington State. The only big difference is when you get all to winter. Snow. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they do get so much snow. And like the week before we were there on this most recent visit. Uh, it actually, the the big cold snap that swept across the U.S., when it hit Maine, it got to 40 below, which that is not something that happens in Washington State. So neither of us has ever experienced anything even remotely like that. And I'm glad we weren't there for it. Oh my gosh, I was ready to cancel our trip if it continued beyond that little three-day period. <laughs> but yeah, so that's something hugely different about Maine, is that it can get those absolutely 
bonkers drops in temperature. You know, it's right there coming off the Arctic Circle. Yeah, it gets those nor'easters, <laughs> it gets blizzards, it, it gets extreme weather. Yeah. Gets bomb cyclones. Yeah, I don't, those are new as of what, like 2020? I don't know. It's a new weather <laughs> phenomenon they've ch- chosen to name. Anyways, though, so Keeps yeah. weather fun, that's for sure. It definitely, it surprised you, it sounds like. And then as far as, you know, the actual snow element of it, you're right. I was totally hoping we would have a lot more fresh snow. And I think that's actually what surprised me was that it's not, like in winter, it is not just all the time covered in snow. No, I mean, there was snow, but it's that aged snow, right? Where it's snowed and then it's kind of melted and it's got a hard crust on top. And it was still really cold. I mean, there were frozen ponds everywhere. So I think that was also pretty interesting. It reminded me of like some of those really cool puzzles that you see. That's like a winter <laughs> wonderland with like a frozen like pond or lake. Yeah. So the kids thought that was pretty cool looking at and then seeing those you know, frozen bodies of water. Yeah. Maine, Maine is like a big grandma Moses painting. Yeah. <laughs> so then that definitely, um, I think you captured what means like in winter, frozen ponds. That's <laughs> frozen ponds, frozen inlets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so even if there's not snow, you still got frozen stuff. But all the oh. roads still completely navigable. Like that's, that's where I was going next to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like you see plows like everywhere on the street, but also I'm like, stay out of the way. It looks like they're much bigger uh, than they are uh, like driving yeah. down the road. But they definitely understand how to maintain the roads, obviously, right, during during the winter. So it's and pretty easy to drive around. Again, it's funny because growing up in Washington State and then going someplace that is meant for winter, like Maine, it's crazy how differently they handle it. Like, life goes on. You get a good freeze or a little bit of snow in Washington. And like Seattle, like, the world just shuts down. Nobody has snow plows. <laughs> and Spokane manages it better than Seattle, I think. Oh, I'm sure they do, but... I have not been to Spokane in the snow, and I don't intend to. <laughs> no, I just think they have a, as much as Maine, it's a little bit different. Yeah, but so it, it, it's kind of crazy because coming off of a big, huge Arctic blast, Maine was still like fully functional. So yeah, we came I was across- thankful, though, that we had a, our car had all-wheel drive, so I think that's oh, still important yeah. if you're traveling during that time of year yeah. and getting a rental car to make sure you've got something that has four-wheel drive or yeah. all-wheel drive just in case. Especially because, I mean, two of, the, two of the places that we went, we went to quite a few different lighthouses and two of them were at the end of a one to three mile uh dirt mud, road gravel mud, road mud mud road, br- mud road. <laughs> right so that was the other thing a hilly like, mud road at a that. hilly mud road but is that there are actually a lot of dirt roads in maine yeah a lot of dirt roads and i guess with the you know the the, the weather and the constant snow and snow melt and snow and freeze it kind of ruins the roads a little bit but it was super muddy it was like we we're in a mud soup road yeah, but you know, uh, still, so the most beautiful lighthouse though. Still sorry. though, the transportation department manages and maintains it better than you might expect, which is delightful. It makes it so that visiting Mint, Minter, Minter, <laughs> that's what we'll call it now. Visiting Maine in winter is not um, out of the question because they know what to do. So let's chat a little bit about food also, because I know you like food. And, I love it. Yeah, and it's Maine, no point of traveling. I think there's a part of culture. No, no, I, I agree. I totally agree. And Maine has its own different sorts of food, I guess you could say, or things that they're known for. Oh, like Moxie? Because that was a fun discovery. Tell us about Moxie. What's Moxie? (laughs) (laughs) I remember seeing it on, I think it was a Sunday morning episode or something, talking about Moxie. And it's a a soda. Uh, But it was, gosh, created, I can't remember the year. Anyways, it's been around for a very long time, but it's definitely a Maine thing. I did air quotes. You can't see that. 
uh, but it's definitely a main thing. And it was initially created as like a, a digestive. And what is a digestive? It's something that just helps you digest your food. And like you've got tummy problems, <laughs> you might want to have a, a, a moxie. Uh, but their their branding is super cool. Their logo it's like comes in this orange can, and it's got this old uh, like outline of this this guy. It's like blue, and he's like passing you like this moxie, and it's a pretty cool vintage uh, logo. But the so I remember actually I was trying to think of, like I could place it somewhere. I couldn't think of what it was, and I remember being a kid and going to this place called Yakima Fruit Market. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um over in Bothell in Washington State, and they always had this funny case of weird soda, like Big Red and stuff like that. And I remember seeing Moxie there once and being like, "What is that?" Yeah, I never got a, it because I always had Big Red soda. A little, yeah, oh, Big Red. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but yeah, I guess it was created in, in nineteen or sorry, eighteen seventy six, and I, I kind of thought that it had ginger in it. But it wasn't ginger. It's um, something else. Gosh, what was it called? Gingine or ginger something. Yeah, we'll come. We'll back put to it that. in the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes <laughs> because it definitely had a unique flavor. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. I finished the whole can. It was kind of, and the kids savory. also enjoyed it. So it was a little, a little savory, but savory. Soda. I would buy it Who again. Knew? Yeah, yeah. Good times. Um, yeah, so moxie soda. That's definitely a main thing. Um, oh, before I forget, Needham's. Oh, and Needham. Needham. Those are, um, that's another also main thing. Also a main thing. And you look at them, it's just like these big square chocolate candies. But I was like, what is a Needham? And we, we were at some uh, farm market and I was talking to one of the ladies and I asked her what a Needham was. It's definitely a main thing. It's like coconut and potato um, starch that's kind of mixed together to create basically kind of like a, a, a mounds or a, a bounty, if you're familiar with the bounty. Oh, I love bounties. Those are amazing. Bounties but, are mounds, but with milk chocolate instead of dark chocolate. Exactly. It's so good. And you can only get them in Canada, I think, unless you have them imported here. Yeah, that's true. Needums, they're delicious. And uh, But I was asking the lady, I was like, should I get this brand of Needums or those ones that I see over there? And uh, anyways, she's like, they all taste the same. I was like, okay. Uh, but they were delicious. I, the texture. Yeah. I think it's because they use the potato starch. and So, so I think they're gluten-free. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. Yeah. I know they sound but weird, another main like thing. potato and coconut. But the way that they're done, it's delicious. It's not about it's the like, po- yeah, it's not about the potato. It's about the texture. It's like a silky, creamy coconut filling. It's uh, a must try if you like coconut and milk chocolate. And I know they sound bizarre, but they're so good. Another, since we're talking about Maine foods, let's just talk about Maine foods. Another thing that, of course, you're going to find in Maine is, um, and you didn't get to try these, but potato donuts. I know. No, I, I wonder if I, they I used saw part them, I was like, oh, eat them to make the donut. I guess. I don't know. But potato donuts are something else that you could easily find. And apple cider donuts, those are very Maine-ish things. You can definitely get them in Portland and Bangor. But lobster, I know that's what you want to talk about. Oh, the lobster is everywhere and extremely delicious. I wanted to try a lobster roll at every single place that we went to, but I think I had one while we were there. And it was still delicious, but you have like, you can either get it with, they do it either with butter or you can get a mayonnaise-based one. And I think I prefer the ones with a little bit of mayonnaise. So, yes, there's lots of different ways. It's funny because I actually am almost done with an article for our other site, mainexplored.com all about lobster rolls and the different varieties, how to make it, all that stuff. So somehow last week when we were in Maine, 
I ended up eating five different lobster rolls. Yeah, you got you had the assortment. You know, quite I, a variety of lobster rolls. If they're on a menu, and also they're a little bit cheaper in winter too. If they're on a menu and you know they're going to be delicious and fresh, why wouldn't you get them? In summertime, you will see lobster stands, lobster shacks, you might say, all along the road. And there, that's where you will find the most expensive lobster rolls, but also wonderfully fresh and delicious. In summertime, they are more expensive, you'd think. <laughs> it's kind of funny because there's just so many tourists that are there and they're like, lobster, lobster, lobster. So all these cool lobster shacks, both on the side of the road and in the different marina areas, they, you'll see a lobster roll, $36.99. You're like, what, for a sandwich? Yeah. That's so, expensive. I know, it is. And I mean, they're good, but I don't think they're always $36.99 good. No, I think there's a lot of, Maine has a lot of other really delicious food yeah. there too. I mean, obviously they're on the water, so tons of seafood options too yeah, as well. But I mean, you have to try lobster roll. Yeah. It's just. So my favorite of the different ways is, it's also kind of a Maine's one. Um, I had two of them last week. Uh, it was a lobster roll with a lemon aioli. Mm. So delicious because ro- lobster itself is just so oh, I just prefer to rich. eat it on its own too. It's well, yeah, it, but it is so rich on its own. That um, if you can get one that has the delicious lemon aioli, that is my top pick. And you can also always just squeeze a little lemon on it if you just, if they're, if I it's think just that's like required. a one. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so good. So if you are, you know, in the market thinking lobster rolls for lunch, dinner, whatever, uh, there's a couple different ways. You can get the main style, which is just the classic, cl- I can't speak, the classic lobster roll. And it's just chunks of fresh lobster and maybe a little bit of mayonnaise. And it's just on it's like a toasted hot dog bun. <laughs> it's just, I think there are specific lobster roll buns. Well, there are, but also sometimes well, you like can just get them on like a big fat hot dog bun. And then they also, there's one that they call Connecticut style, but it's all over Maine. And it's just the butter version mm. where it's just melted butter. It's delicious. And that's the one that's just so rich. Oh, goodness gracious. And then spicy is also good. And I had one that had a little bit of sriracha mixed in. That oh, was, I did. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That. that was so good. So, um, you know, try them everywhere. I think you will find that um, every place makes them a little differently. And some places will really chop up the lobster. So it's really, um, so it's more like a chicken salad. Yeah, no thanks. I like, <laughs> I like the ones that have nice big huge chunks of lobster. Yeah, yeah. Because literally there are some lobster shacks that will make a lobster roll that is just like they crack the lobster, throw it in a bowl, put a blob of mayonnaise on it, mix it up just a tiny bit, throw it on a piece of bread. Kind of crazy. Simple. Yeah. Delicious. Simple and delicious. But I think the way I prefer to have lobster is the steamed lobster. Yeah, just fresh. Yeah. So, and that's it. Gosh, we should actually just record a whole episode about lobster stuff. That's just great because if you are visiting Maine and getting a vacation rental, then you'll have a full kitchen typically. And if it's a Maine vacation home, it probably has a huge lobster pot. I'm sure. And when in Maine, you can actually get fresh local lobster for a lot less expensive than everywhere else in the world. So it's worth it. Boil them yourself, crack them yourself, dip them in butter if you want to. And you could share it or you could just eat it yourself. You could share it or just eat it yourself. <laughs> Good times. Anyways, another really delicious lobster thing that you can do. Um, I've never actually seen it on a menu, but it's something that our friends do and we've made. 
is seafood packets with lobster in them. Yeah. Well, so and we good. know it's a thing because our friends from Maine, he like grew up outside of Portland. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, or I guess real Mainers don't actually eat lobster, he says, but <laughs> he makes it for other people because... Which is funny because then when you say that out loud to a Mainer, they're like, uh, yeah, we do. Like, I don't know if it's just that there's a conspiracy. Maybe it's just Jeff. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyways, though, but uh, seafood packets are this wonderful little local thing that you can make. Um, do it with friends because you end up having to make a lot. And you cook your lobster or you buy your lobster and you put chunks of that and you cut up some corn on the cob and potatoes and andouille sausage if you want and some shrimps if you want and Old Bay. A lot of Old Bay. That's part of it. And you definitely make sure it like, we'll go, go look for recipe, but you cook your lobster first and, mm -hmm. and prep all of your lobster first. And then that goes in with the, the seafood packets. And uh, yeah, you just toss all of that stuff. You put it all into a big bowl and you just kind of toss it around, throw in some butter, some chives, you got your old bay with all of those other ingredients and then start, you know, distributing it or separating it all into like own individual little foil packets. packets. Yeah. Yeah. Foil packets. The Reynolds wrap ladies from the commercials would love this recipe mm -hmm. because literally you're just taking all the best um, deliciousness of what Maine can give you and put it in a packet. And then you put it in the oven or on the barbecue. On the barbecue, and it doesn't take very long. No, just like. let, let it go to town. I mean, it's it's seafood, right? So yeah. the big thing is, is you making can sure the potatoes some of the, the potatoes and the and yeah. the corn, so that you're really just kind of finishing it off on the grill. But everything just kind of steams and gets delicious. And then obviously you have you have butter, and then and add some chunks of fish too. That was also chunks good. of fish mm -hmm. are good. Haddock, nice another local favorite. I'm like, what's haddock? We didn't have haddock uh, mm. growing up in the Pacific Northwest, but it's their version of cod, yeah. which is delicious. Um, really That's a great segue to talking about haddock, too. Sure. I've eaten so much haddock in Maine. Haddock wraps, haddock burgers, fried haddock. You'll see it on menus. It's like here in Florida, everything, every place has like blackened mahi or fried mahi. Up in Maine, everything is haddock, haddock, haddock. And it's so good. And smoked haddock, too. Haven't had that. I oh, tried it, though. Good. Maybe like... Another fish dip, because fish dips over here on the East Coast are just oh, a thing. everybody loves fish dip. That's true. But yeah, so that's another wonderful seafood thing to seek out when you're in Maine is haddock. And that is, that's not even seasonal. That's a year-round sort of thing. It's a Maine staple. So if you can't find lobster, find haddock, and you will absolutely love it. Another Maine deliciousness that we have to talk about is whoopie pies. Whoopie pies. I've seen them before, but not as frequent as I did in Maine. It was kind of interesting. So is that also a, a Maine thing? I think the specific way that they are made in Maine is different. Because, I mean, I've had whoopie pies in California and Washington and Alabama and Wisconsin. Mm. Like, I've had them all over the place. But I think that the Maine style of doing it, it's almost like a cupcake top. That's like the the texture of the dessert bread product. The cake. The cake. <laughs> um, and then... I've had it with a couple different fillings. So there's the type that is like lard <laughs> where it's like whipped up or like Crisco style whipped up into this fluffy cream cream and then put in between two basically cupcake tops. And there you go. Basic whoopie pie. And I think the most common one that I've seen everywhere has been chocolate with the vanilla center. But yeah, then I think that's the standard. Yeah. And then I've also had them with buttercream, which is delicious and i think that is just so good and then what's your thoughts on the marshmallow fluff style filled ones 
It was just shocking because I wasn't experiencing to bite into it and then have that texture. You weren't experiencing to bite into it, expecting to bite into it? Did I say experiencing? <laughs> it, was a, it was a weird whoopie pie experience for you. It was a weird whoopie pie experience. Was not expecting to bite into it and, uh, and have some resistance. Yeah, uh, resistance, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, because <laughs> well, like with some of them, the, the cake portion is so soft. It's soft and then you get into the creamy part. And so it's just, yeah, there's, there's no resistance. It's just like a smooth experience. But that other one that I had that had the marshmallow inside, it just it threw me off. Yeah, so each, each baker has their own, their own jam, their own way that they do it. So I think that the, of all of the ones we had, so I think, gosh, on this last trip, we in total, we purchased nine whoopie pies. That's um, crazy. Well, they're good and delicious and easy to eat and take with you. Yeah, especially the small ones. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite, though, was definitely the maple whoopie pie. It was the maple. From yeah. Wicked Whoopies in Freeport. That was the best That was pie. the absolute And that was winner. like the last one that we ate. We didn't eat until we actually got home. I know. We brought it home and discovered that it was the best. Had and I known, I would have grabbed a couple more. It would have gotten a whole box of them. Oh, well. Next time. And then I'd say the second, though, was that orange creamsicle one that you had you from, liked that that was good I, and i wasn't expecting to because it was bright orange but it reminded me of it what i used to eat as a kid bright orange. the orange hostess cupcakes is what it reminded me of and i loved those as a kid yeah well it's funny so there's a spot here i don't know maybe an hour away out by silver spring state park in central florida or in like the ocala area and they've got a huge sign that says whoopie pies we've and never I, been there we've never been and i think we should go and see what the Florida version of a whoopie pie is like. I bet it's interesting. I'm sure it is. I bet it's key line. Good times. Let's hope. Anyways, though, I wanted to talk a little bit about blueberries. I know that sounds blueberries. Kind of weird. Yeah. We saw a ton of blueberry fields. I didn't eat any blueberries while we were there. I know. Did you? Yes. And you actually did too. Where was it? I got those weird chocolate oh, blueberries. You, yeah, Wait. you got the chocolate cover blueberries that made the car smell funny. I know, but they were actually kind of delicious and I still have more of them. Mm. But um, in the summertime, when you're in Maine, there are places where you can go um, and literally wild blueberries are everywhere. It's kind of amazing and you can just go up there and act like you're a bear and walk through the fields and pick blueberries. So there's this one spot in Camden that is just kind of beautiful and amazing. And you can hike up, and as you hike up the mountain, when you get to the top, it is just blueberry fields and people eating them. <laughs> That's cool. I know. So as you're driving, especially in Southern Maine, you'll find lots and lots of different um, blueberry farms and you pick opportunities. So I bet you can probably find like a ton of like at that time, like blueberry muffins, maybe some blueberry homemade blueberry jam or some type of fruit spread. I bet you can get a blueberry potato donut. Probably or a whoopie pie. Uh, oh, I think a blueberry whoopie pie would be delicious. Anyways, though, I just wanted to call that out as something to look for when you're in Maine because blueberries are so copious that in summer months specifically, everything has blueberry goodness. So, so that's kind of everything you need to know about visiting winter in... Maine, or visiting winter in Maine. Why do I keep saying that? I don't know. Visiting Maine in winter. That's what we're talking about. Minter. Um, Minter. <laughs> visiting Maine in winter. Um, it's pretty amazing. It's There's so fewer people that are there. Um, it's so, gosh, it's just great. Um, it's kind of a tourist dream because you can go to famous sites like Famous Lighthouses, like the Portland Head 
or we enjoyed walking out to the Rockland Breakwater and there's nobody out there. It's just, it's no, cause it was like negative two degrees wind chill. Yeah. It was freezing cold. So it's cold, but, but beautiful. it's beautiful and there aren't people. And there was nobody there. So that's my purpose there is just saying <laughs> that visit Maine in the off season. You will be able to eat your way around the state without crowds. Have fun. It's cold. Pack appropriately. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just layers. Have some layers. And then stay tuned because we are going to get into um, places to stay and talk about um, our road trip through Portland and Midcoast, Maine in the wintertime. And yeah, we've got lots to share. So stay tuned. Check back in. And don't forget to subscribe if you're not already. And we'll talk to you later. Two Travel Dads podcast is created by Rob and Chris Taylor in St. Augustine, Florida. We'd love to answer your questions here on the podcast, providing both our experience and stories to share our own insights into whatever you're wondering about. Visit twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes to leave your questions and to check out past episodes and show notes. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and have an awesome day.